The world that we live in is filled with chaos. We are all searching for meaning in our lives, but we often get lost along the way. We all must ultimately realize that meaning is found in responsibility for our actions, for the way we live our life, and for the people in our lives. We don't have to stay in the chaos. We can choose to bring order to our lives. Join us for a fresh perspective on the practical steps we can take to become who God intended us to be and to realize what our calling is. This is Coming Out of Chaos. Welcome to the Coming Out of Chaos podcast. My name is Michael Bocklig. I am your host, and I am here with my co-host, Bryce Kirk. How are you doing, Bryce? I'm doing well, Michael. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Well, this is a brand new podcast in our very first episode. And so I think the first thing we should probably do is introduce ourselves. And I think if it's okay with you, Bryce, I'll go first. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. So my name is Michael Bockley, as I mentioned. I am 40 years old. I'm married and I have three children. Currently, they're 14, 11, and 9 years old. And I am very grateful that we are doing this podcast. Bryce, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, and we've known each other for a few years now. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I think we've been talking about it for almost two years now. But uh, yeah, like Michael said, I'm Bryce Kirk. I'm 24 years old at the moment, and uh, I live in Northwest Arkansas. I am a graduate student, and uh, I am a parishioner at an Orthodox church in this region. I left out the fact that I also live in Northwest Arkansas. That's one of the things that you and I both have in common. There's a, a few other things we have in common. We go to the same church, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church, and we're in fact recording from the upper room in St. Nicholas Orthodox That's Church. Right. I hope that becomes a thing, that we are coming from the upper room in, uh, in our church here. Uh, we also have a few other things in common. We're, uh, we're both chanters here at the church. And we also are in an organization together called the Antiochian Men. And before we talk about the Antiochian Men, since we may have some listeners who aren't even familiar with orthodoxy, I thought we would just give a, a quick explanation of what that is. When people hear orthodox Christian, sometimes they think, well, okay, is that orthodox Jew? Is that, what is that? Is that even Christian? Uh, my father happens to be a priest in the church, and so people always look at me weird, and they they kind of wonder how I can exist, because the only experience they have with a priest, maybe, or heard of a priest, is with the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church. So I know, Bryce, that you came to Orthodoxy a few years ago, maybe more than a few now. I've been in the Orthodox Church my whole life. I, I was hoping that you might share what it is about Orthodox Christianity that uh, that really resonated with you, how you found the church, and just kind of give a an overview to those who are listening on what is the Orthodox Church. Right. Well, that's a, uh, this may be a long answer, but that <laughs> hopefully you're willing to listen. Um, I discovered Orthodox Christianity when I was young uh, through playing video games. You know, the Byzantine Empire was uh, an existing faction you could play as, but other than that, I didn't know anything about it. My parents liked to watch Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, there you go. That was that was an exposure for me. But in college, I began to search for other meaning, and I grew up in my former confession. I was serious about it, but at the same time, coming into school, you learn new ideas, you want to do new things, 
church on Sunday is not exactly a priority. And through my studies of history, my undergrad degrees in history and political science, um, through studying history, the church goes back so much further than my former confession had necessarily told me, at least the details of that history. And coming into the church, that's what my first impression was. This church is backed by history and yeah. it has longevity that has stood through the test of time, through right. persecution, through new heresies, all sorts of things like that. And my first Sunday at St. Nicholas, this is where I was chrismated four years ago, was a shock. Hmm. I'd never seen icons. I'd never smelled incense, candles on the wall. People were chanting in a weird sort of tone. <laughs> I thought I was late, showed up at the end of Orthros, but I knew I couldn't leave. And I stayed and I talked to the priest at the time, Father John Atchison, and sat down with him. And after a few months of meeting, I decided this is what I wanted to be. And it changed my life. It's it's a lifestyle. It's not just a name that you call yourself or a label that you subscribe, but it it's something that goes much deeper. Yeah, it's a way of life. And I have a different perspective. It's a beautiful story you shared, Bryce, and I've always loved hearing you tell it. I've been in the church my whole life. I was raised in the church, but I didn't always take my faith very seriously. I know, Bryce, you know that story, and really it's more in the recent years that I've started to really come to understand, uh, I guess intellectually, a lot of things about Orthodox Christianity that I didn't have before. I was a very experiential uh, Orthodox Christian in my youth, and as a young man, I fell into a lot of traps uh, that the devil kind of laid out there for me and and unfortunately made some really bad decisions. But by the grace of God, I've learned from, I would say, most of my mistakes, <laughs> trying to, uh, to do my best to, uh, to now serve the church. And so serving the church is a great ser- segue to talk about the Antiochian men. And one of the things that, that, Bryce, you and I have in common is our service in the Antiochian men, which is abbreviated AMEN, or AMEN, as right. some people say, and it's, it's just the abbreviation for Antiochian men. And so what is that? It's, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and give a brief description. It's a, it's a men's organization within the Orthodox Church that is relatively young. It's only been around for just over two years now. And we, we serve the church. The top goal is to become more like God, to become godlike. And that's something that we read about in Scripture, to partake in the divine nature. And we help each other to do that in the context of a brotherhood in our local parishes and even at our diocese level. We're organized. The men in our church haven't always been organized. And you could say have been in the past maybe in a state of chaos in some ways. And they kind of lack that organization. Uh, His Grace Bishop Nicholas, the bishop of our diocese, founded the Antiochian men a couple of years ago and uh, came to this church here and was recruiting. We didn't know it at the time and recruited both of us to work to serve on the board, the Antiochian men board. So I am the president of Antiochian men for our diocese, the Diocese of Miami in the Southeast. That's in the Antiochian Archdiocese of North America. And Bryce, what is your role? I am the social media manager or director, whatever you want to subscribe the title to. Be. <laughs> you look like a director to me, right? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta carry that uh, that title with confidence, whatever it may be. <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, been in that position for about two years now, uh, managing some of our social media accounts, getting people involved from across the southeast. I believe we have almost fifty parishes 
yeah. and mission churches and a cathedral spanning from Arkansas to Southern Florida. And that's a lot of people and that's a lot of men trying to get involved in this organization within our Antiochian, uh, within our Antiochian diocese. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a great overview. I, I would say that Bryce, I'm, I'm sure you'd probably agree with me, but I don't want to speak for you. I've learned a lot in this process. And over this past two years, if we had started this podcast two years ago, I'm not sure we would have the depth (laughs) at least of experiences with each other. We visited a lot of churches in our diocese, met with a lot of the men, and heard a lot of the things that they're struggling with, the challenges that they're having, the general feeling of loneliness, the the feeling of chaos, quite honestly. And, you know, coming out of chaos is the title of this podcast, and for good reason. There is a lot that men have to be confused about, just in the dominant culture that we live in, in what society, in what, what our culture is saying that men should be, Uh, what real manhood is. And so we are blessed with someone who is our spiritual advisor, Father Hans Jacobsi, who has been an amazing spiritual advisor to all of us in the Antiochian men, especially our board. But Bryce, I I was wanting you to, maybe from your perspective, just share what has the Antiochian men meant to you? What have you I guess, learned along the way, or, or how, to, from your perspective, do you think it is important for the men in our diocese? Well, for starters, I think that people, particularly in my age group, so I'm 24, you know, whenever you listen to this, I'll still probably be in my mid-20s. Um, coming out of where I was at, and where a lot of young men, a lot of adolescents coming out of high school are at, you don't know exactly what it is you're supposed to do. And there's a lot of options. Not all of them are great. And even then, you want the structure. And you may not even know that you want the structure. And within the Antiochian men apparatus, we have a good structure, hierarchical structure, in a way modeled after the church. We have our bishop at the top. Our spiritual advisor helps advise the men. We have a president. We have all of these people across the diocese who want to be involved and want to contribute to their own communities and to the diocese at large, and then, God willing, more and more people as it goes on. Yeah, that's that's really well said, Bryce. And getting back to the theme of, of this podcast, Coming Out of Chaos, you know, that kind of presupposes that there's chaos. And I think that that is a pretty accurate statement if you think about all the different things that are pulling us as men in different directions. Um, I, I actually played football in high school, and played one year of college, and, and it, it actually brings me back to my days of practicing on the football field. And I remember you can practice, and you can practice, and you can go through all these scenarios and try to anticipate what the team is going to do that you're facing. But, you know, there's a famous quote out there, you know, you ha- everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. That might have been Mike Tyson that said it. <laughs> and it's true, because on game day, when you're actually playing for real, and something happens that you don't expect... And you've practiced for hours, but you didn't practice for what just happened. Right. That's the feeling of chaos. That's the feeling of, you know what? This is not what I expected. This is more than I was anticipating. And then how you react to that. You know, we can, you can let it crush you or you can kind of rise above it and do your best under the circumstances. In this podcast, I've, I'm really hoping that we can share some very practical things with the men out there. 
Um, I'll say that even the landscape of podcasts is very chaotic. There's so many different podcasts out there. And really the, the title of this first episode is the problem with podcasts. And I don't know if that's wise because this is our first podcast <laughs> and here right, we are, right, right. we're saying the problem with podcasts, but I think there really is a problem out there, uh, among those who listen to podcasts, myself included, I've, I've recently thought a lot about this. And it seems that there's there's so many podcasts where you have experts out there that are doing their best to maybe teach, to maybe help people, to guide them. And you have a lot of people out there that are listening to these experts. And it's beca- it becomes a very individual experience. And I think that kind of speaks also to our culture, especially in the United States, that's very individualistic. You've heard of the rugged individual, you know, the power of that individual And when we listen to podcasts, I think the problem with it is sometimes we take a very individualized approach to it, almost like, you know, that self-help is just very um, me-focused and we don't involve others. And one of the goals of this podcast is to really help to point people to the importance of community. And community, again, is something that in the Antiochian men, we talk about all the time, but the problem is is really sometimes in the approach to using podcasts or to listening to them to try to learn about things, you're only just intellectualizing it. In, in a lot of cases, people just keep it as this heady experience and maybe struggle with practical applications, but also struggle with context. And that is so much easier to know when you're in the context of a community Bryce, as a young person yourself, you're younger than I am. I'm sure you've listened to a lot of podcasts. And I wonder if you've had the same struggles when you're listening to some of those podcasts and if you can maybe sense that it might be a little bit more of an individualistic experience and and maybe even creates a barrier for us to want to go and bounce ideas off of each other in having you know, a real relationship with people in person, right? right? At church, for example. Yeah, at times I think it's... For people who are too lazy to read a book or talk to other people. I remember when I was becoming Orthodox, being in the Facebook forums and online forums, trying to ask questions about Orthodoxy and, and watching people ask questions about Orthodox Christianity. And the answer is always talk to your priest. <laughs> and sometimes it's that simple yeah. to go with something. And we all do want to be experts in our own right. And, you know, maybe this is also a social media discussion in the sense of everybody wants to be popular. Everybody wants to present an image, and when you listen to podcasts, you know you may get some good information. Doesn't necessarily make you an expert. Yeah, it, what it, what it should do, and I think it does a lot of the time. You know, some for some people it is a crutch, but a lot of the time I do think it inspires people to go out and learn more about the topic in which they're learning about. Yeah, yeah, no, those are really good thoughts on this topic, Bryce, and and I think one of the one of the challenges is. We live, you mentioned social media, we live in such a a very social media saturated environment in everything that we do. There's so much interaction virtually now where, you know, social media promised us to be more connected with each other, but it's really done the opposite. You know, the, the relationships that people would have in person are becoming fewer and fewer. And people don't necessarily see the value of being in a community in person, going to church, right? There's, there's a lot of studies right now about 
a lot of Protestant churches that are seeing dwindling attendance and people that are just not going to church anymore. Um, our church here has had the opposite experience, yeah, at least recently. Absolutely. We're having people coming to the church uh, quite a bit. I think the pandemic has had something to do with that, and being in the in the pandemic has been its own kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. But I think, and you mentioned talking to your priest, that is very important. There's There are a lot of a lot of people finding orthodoxy out there on social media that have never heard about it. Uh, they're, they're, they're learning about a lot of things and a lot of those things are good, but then a lot of times they just stay on the internet and they don't actually come to church. They don't actually talk to the people in the church. They don't seek out, you know, the priest to talk to them about things. But before somebody talks to a priest, sometimes they just want to know what's this orthodoxy about? What is it like to worship? Can I see myself? worshiping in that kind of an environment. One advantage of, of what's happened because of the pandemic is live streaming. And some people have been able to, even in our church, just come in on the live stream, see what our services are like. But then we've had people come in and they're like, okay, now I want to meet the people. And that's the important step because I think the, the experience of listening to podcasts, if you just listen to them and you stay at home and you don't interact with other people, you don't become part of a community, you're missing so much. And it's a huge handicap because you're relying on yourself to interpret what you're hearing, right? Mm-hmm. And the same danger exists that we've heard many times where, you know, you'll hear, you know, all I need is God, the Bible, and myself. Well, you're also cutting out the community. You're cutting out the wisdom of the church. And I don't know, Bryce, if that is something that you agree with, if you see that as a challenge for a lot of people out there. I do, especially the last thing you said, you know, the Bible, God, myself. You have some of the tools. You don't have the toolbox. And the toolbox is the church. And the church is an ominous thing for a lot of people. They have this idea of this dystopian you know, ruler over them, it's, you know, and some, and people are ridiculed for listening to a church when in actuality their lives are controlled by the media or yeah. the internet or whatever it may be. I mean, even the godless end up worshiping something. Yeah. And frankly, a lot of people are looking for something more than themselves. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, maybe with some podcasts, maybe with reading books, maybe with, you know, other efforts done alone, not necessarily ascetical people tend to view themselves as being a warrior monk of sorts. But no man is an island, mm-hmm. and he needs he needs something else. He needs an apparatus. He needs something to pursue. He needs something that gives him something to do and tells him how to do it and lets him run with it. And always, we don't do anything in the Orthodox Church without talking to our spiritual fathers. And young yeah. men need mentors on top of that or a type of guide or yeah. somebody to help perhaps disciple them in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to stress uh, something. I think we should kind of lay out some ground rules as we're talking. Uh, Bryce, yourself and I, neither of us are clergy. We're just lay people. So we're not coming at this podcast with the expectation of teaching people. We're not teaching on behalf of the Orthodox Church. What we do hope to do, and I would put this under ground rules, is just share our honest experiences with people about what we have seen both in the church and outside the church, mm-hmm. what we have heard from men as we've worked with them who are trying to come out of the chaos. 
And coming out of chaos is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, one person who's become very popular is Jordan Peterson. And he has a book out there. It's called 12 Rules for Life. And the subtitle is An Antidote to Chaos. It's very similar to the, to the title of this podcast. Right. <laughs> but, you know, he's really struck a chord with a lot of people. He's really resonating with, especially young men that are out there that are wanting to get their life in order. They're wanting to grow up and to become men. And there's something that he recently said in an interview that he has been able to to really get across this point that people are just taken aback to hear that meaning is found in responsibility. And he even put a challenge to the church that he doesn't know why the church can't do that. And that's what we're here to try to do. We're going to respond to that challenge. And it's, I think, a fair criticism because there, there are things happening now in society at such a rapid pace. And the church is, in my opinion, having a hard time catching up to the need that's existing, especially with men, the feeling of loneliness, of isolation, of despair, or just they feel like they're getting completely drowned in the chaos around them. And one thing some people have told me that have come to even our church amidst this chaos, amidst the, the pandemic, is they're looking for something strong to cling to amidst the chaos. And there are a lot of, I would say there's a lot of Protestant denominations, a lot of just Western Christian Um, churches that tend to change with the times. And because of a lot of social pressure or a lot of things that are happening just culturally, it it seems that even their theology changes. But that's something that you don't see in the Orthodox Church. And I think that is what a lot of young men are attracted to that are coming to the church. Would you agree, Bryce? Oh, 100%. I I think that goes deeper than people believe it to. Because a lot of the time you go to a church and it's uh, it's a Band-Aid for something. And especially when I was younger going to some non-denominational churches in the area, um, there was an expectation of me to have it all figured out and have it all together. And coming into this building, I knew I didn't have it figured out. And things were revealed to me. But at the same time, it's like you're given you're given with who you are and then the church takes where you're at, and you go along with it. You're an active participant. It just doesn't do it for you. You're an active participant in everything. Yeah, Bryce, and, and what you said actually got me thinking about something that seems to be a common barrier for a lot of people when it comes to going to church. Some people go to church because they expect to get something out of it, and some people come to the church and they expect the church to accept them no matter where they are, what they're doing, and also want to put pressure on the church to change the church. Right. And they don't... A lot of the people I've seen fall into this trap, friends of mine even, that they don't even believe that transformation can happen. The, the, the transformation that can happen in, within the body of Christ. When you actually come into the church and you recognize... I have a sickness and I need a hospital where I can be healed. There's a lot of things now that are being dragged down into politics. And what is, what does this church believe about this issue or that issue? Bryce, you're a grad student. You're at a major university. I'm sure you're getting all kinds of thoughts on political topics and things in the, in the university environment. Um, How would you compare and contrast your time here at St. Nicholas Church to that in the classroom or on campus? 
Um, everybody seems so stressed out mm. on campus. Everything is a big deal. Everything's a problem. Everything has to be dismantled. And, you know, in some situations, yes, some things need to be amended, but perhaps it goes too far at times. And at the church, the church is a ship. The church is something that stands the test of time and stands against, well, stands through, rather, the storms that the world throws at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said it. Do not be a friend of this world. Um, it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard place to navigate, especially being in the workplace, especially being a graduate student. Um, sometimes you have to pick your battles, but at the same time, never losing yourself in the process. It's perhaps it's one of the biggest challenges facing a, a modern person today. Yeah. When you're among so many different viewpoints and there's so many polarizing issues that come up, when you're really out there kind of in the midst of chaos, it becomes a huge challenge to manage your own emotions. <laughs> I can speak from, from experience there. What I love about what the Orthodox Church teaches and I realize not everybody listening to this is an Orthodox Christian, so I want to try to explain uh, some of the benefits that I know I've experienced. There's there's some ascetical disciplines that the church prescribes, and there's a there's a liturgical calendar in the year, and there's a lot of repetition in what we do and what we say. It's not vain repetition; it is needed repetition to get our minds where our mouths are when we're in the services. And what I love about the Orthodox Church and the ascetical disciplines that are prescribed to us is that it helps us to have a really more a balanced life where our highs are not too high and our lows are not too low. Uh, and it gives us a different perspective on things because the spiritual world is real. There are spiritual battles happening every day all the time. They're the arrows that fly by day. And I think a lot of what's happened in the West, and especially in the United States and in our culture, is that we've, in general, people have more subscribed to this this flat secular materialism philosophy, a materialist view of things. And even in some Western Christian circles, this has become a major problem because, again, we talked about not necessarily believing in transformation or not understanding how that can really occur, the spiritual battles that happen. Um, some people don't like thinking about it. They don't like talking about angels and demons out there. Uh, they don't like talking about engaging in spiritual warfare, but that is something very real and it happens all around us. It takes many different shapes and sizes. If you mentioned to somebody, oh, you know, I was, I, I was attacked by demons the other day. Well, to them, they may think, okay, that person's crazy, right? Like right, a, a right, demon right. showed up and started, well, that can actually manifest in the thoughts that we're thinking, that we choose to entertain those thoughts. And then we can participate in, you know, the, the activities of the demons who are trying to pull us down. Um, I think that is something that, that orthodoxy helps us with, in, in that we we embrace the fact that there's a spiritual world and that we should have a spiritual life and that the spiritual life is no different than our everyday life. That's the other challenge that I see, especially in, in our, in our culture today is there's compartmentalizing things. You know, here's my church life. Here's how I am at work. Here's how I am with my family. 
But really, the goal should be that there's no difference. I don't know if that is something you agree with, Bryce. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I absolutely agree. My whole life, I was looking for authenticity mm-hmm. and uh, just genuine people. And I mean, not everybody in the Orthodox churches like like that. But it, uh, in this community that we've found, and I'm sure across the country and in the diocese, so many people Michael and I have met are genuine people with real concern for themselves and concern for other people. I remember our priest, Father John, he's our former priest, Father John, he told me once, he's like, I was telling him I had some issues, and he said, uh, yeah, not everybody's got angel's wings on. (laughs) And that stuck with me for a while because it's people are real, and that means all of it. And people wanted to come here to change. We didn't come to the church to change it. Yeah, I came to church for it to change me. Yeah, yeah, and it takes a lot of humility, and and talk about authenticity. That is as authentic as it gets because we have to realize that we are fallen and we are sinful, and we have a lot of healing yeah. that, that we need to do. And the best place to do that is really in church, and again in a community. So as we go in this podcast and we talk about the different topics that are going to come up, there is plenty. For us to talk about. There's a lot of material that we can dive into uh, when it comes to what is chaos, what is order, and how do we apply some very practical things to our lives to help us to not live in that chaos where we feel like we're a ship with no rudder, that we're just drifting, right? We need to have a rudder. We need to have a goal, a direction. We have to aim for something. And that's the best thing that I think we can leave people with today is that they don't have to stay in chaos. There's a way to come out of it and it's hard work. Uh, it, people sometimes choose to stay in chaos. Mm -hmm. There are those that even prefer to be in chaos, but when it comes to having authentic relationships with people, when it comes to truly growing up and maturing and going through the process of going from a boy to becoming a man, If you really want to become a man, you have to put your life in order. You have to reject the chaos. You have to find ways to become a servant leader to others. And that's ultimately what it comes down to is, you know, when we're a boy, we are when we're young, it's all about ourselves. We're very selfish. And the process of becoming a man means that we no longer focus on ourselves and we have to start looking at our neighbor You know, if you want to find God, serve your neighbor. That's something Father Hans talks about all the time Mm -hmm. with Antiochian men. And that's so important because we only find who God intended us to become, what our calling is, who we were created to be in service to our neighbor. And that that is such an important concept. And in doing that, we become strong men, which is something the church needs, wouldn't you say, Bryce? Yeah, yeah. The men are, in a way, the backbone of a lot of what goes on in the church. Women obviously have their role, and they perform it well. So many women saints have done innumerable works for the church and for Christ. Yeah. And strength is not necessarily a physical thing. It's something that can be cultivated within yourself. And concepts like honor and duty are not just a physical thing or a superficial thing. They are 
it's an ascetical labor in a sense. It's something that you develop over time. Yeah. And it's something that you learn more about and not just about those actions in and of themselves, but about your neighbor and about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said. Well, Bryce, I think we're going to bring this first podcast episode to a close. We have, as I mentioned, plenty to talk about. So I hope if you're listening to this first episode that you'll stick with us. There's going to be some exciting things to talk about, to break down. And God willing, we hope that people will be edified and at least some questions answered uh, or maybe pointed in the right direction. Again, I want to stress that it is very important that everybody uh, consider the importance of community. So the, the biggest goal of this podcast is to do that, to point everyone to a community where they can learn from others and can be maybe mentored or guided by those other people. And God willing, will find a spiritual father to be obedient to, to learn from, uh, who will watch over their soul. There's so much there's so much growth that can happen when you're in a community. I would say that it happens much more naturally and much more rapidly when there's others around you. And you've said this before, quoting scripture, Bryce, that it's iron sharpening iron. You know, ideally our marriages would be like that, but also our relationships with others. If we're in a brotherhood of men, a men's group at a church, we have a thriving men's group at this church. And yeah, thank God for that. We're learning from each other on a weekly basis, sometimes a daily basis. And it's such a blessing to be able to have examples to learn from. And Bryce, I imagine as a young man, that's important to you too. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the reasons why I've stayed in this area is because it took me so long to find a community that, you know, like I said earlier, was authentic and genuine. And it's just a footstep away for a lot of people. You got to take the steps forward and it's not going to be easy, but anything that's easy isn't necessarily worth doing. Yeah. That's well said. Well, we are going to wrap up. I would like to let everyone know that the Antiochian Men has a website. It is antiochianmen.org. So if you would like to learn more about our organization and what we do, please visit that website. And we actually have a lot of video content available on that website, and you can also see it on YouTube if you go to youtube.com forward slash amendomse, which is A-M-E-N, D-O-M-S-E. And Domsey is an abbreviation for the Diocese of Miami in the Southeast, which is where we are. Thank you for joining us on this first episode of Coming Out of Chaos. We look forward to our future episodes together, and I hope that you'll join us for those as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.